0: What I thought I had to do in life, what I thought I had to do was go get this PhD so I can make maybe, maybe six figures, maybe. Yeah, maybe, right. What I thought I had to do in life, God had another plan for me where that maybe six figures turned into 200,000. Oh, y'all know
1: black men need to step it up. But in order for black men to step it up, black boys have to be poured into more. There we, right. go. we have to address yeah. our mental health Perhaps, We have to yeah. address our finances We have to right. address our, our relationship health right. Our spiritual health All of these different components mm-hmm. Alright, boom So let's jump into it Let's jump into it, Let hey, man, it. hey, man, I look good on camera, man I
0: gotta make some- You cute Nah awesome. That's <laughs> what I'm
1: saying You know I gotta You know I'm saying I gotta, I gotta represent Let him see You know <laughs> I just wanna roast somebody, man <laughs> Hey, you gonna see me in some clips where it is And I'm a point. I'm a tag. gonna tag you like, hey, I told you. Hey, make sure you tag Eric it's too. A, it's gonna be the wrong fun. It's gonna be one he didn't make up because he threw yours away. <laughs> all right, all right man. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should let me come then man. Okay. You gonna have fun on this one. All right, look, y'all. So right now, my, the guest <laughs> and Eric are both cracking on me. But we got to go ahead and get started with this episode So we're clearly going to have a lot of fun So we hope y'all are going to have a lot of of fun Y'all hear me cracking up right now Hopefully y'all have as much fun with this episode As as they're having right now Not as I'm having As they're having while they're cracking on me Uh, Because this is going to be a really informative conversation This is honestly a conversation we've never had before This is going to be a really fun topic Really informational (laughs) Man, okay look (laughs) Look, make sure y'all tune in. Also make sure if y'all love me, y'all, 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 y'all make some cracks at and Eric and, and Cam, the guests that we have, they cracking on me. Anyway, y'all, look. We talk a lot about breaking the tech scaling and tech starting your own tech business. You all know. I always say that if there is, I say that the, the trinity of, of getting in the tech industry as well as scaling in your career is what? One, Education and knowledge. That's whether it's a boot camp or college. So, having that education. Two, having your LinkedIn set up properly, optimizing and utilizing your LinkedIn. And then three, networking. Mm. And I always recommend one of the best places to network at are tech conferences mm. and events. The guest that we have today is the first time we've had someone on Tech as a New Black. I'm really excited about this conversation. Not only is this the first time we've had a guest on, that's the founder of a very thriving, pun intended, mm-hmm. tech event. But also, I believe, I believe that this, the guest that we have today is the first time, they're the first person that offered me an opportunity to speak nice. at their event. Wow! So wow. this is really a really beautiful moment, especially this being our, our one-year month anniversary with Tech as a New Black. And so really excited to have the guest on. As always, we're going to put respect on their name. So the guest today, Cam Ward, he is the founder and CEO of Black Men in Tech Incorporated. He is also a diversity executive in the tech space where he has designed and implemented comprehensive D&I strategies across the globe. Cam believes diversity can be achieved without commitment, but inclusion cannot. It requires a step beyond tolerance, vulnerability, and trust to create an inclusive environment. Cam has been recognized by Forbes as a 4BES or Forbes, the Culture 50 Champions, rising star, and as a STEM influencer. His passion and purpose for inclusivity is fueled by the strides he has made to personally and professionally elevate underrepresented voices. Cam's personal mission is to prepare individuals to thrive in a diverse and interconnected world. Everybody, give a virtual round of applause, drop some fire emojis, bomb emojis, hand clapping emojis, tap your steering wheel if you're driving in a car. For the guest that we have today, Cam Ward, also known as the founder of Black Men in Tech and Thrive Conference. Cam bro, thank you so much for being on here. Hey man, first
0: of all, I wanna thank y'all for the invite. I didn't know it'd been one year, so congrats to you all and the entire team for the work y'all doing. Um, Absolutely amazing to be here, brother. It's been yeah, a man. long time coming. I absolutely uh, love what you're doing. Love what you bring into the tech space and the way you're bringing it. So I'm gonna give you your flowers too, nice, man, man. Because the work is the work is many and there's a lot of work to be done, man. It take yeah. all of us doing it from our different angles. Thanks, so I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate the. I appreciate being here on the one year because I remember when you launched this thing. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm really excited just to be in the space, man. Your team is phenomenal. You, you know, you got a good pe- people around you. So man, keep that up. I appreciate
1: that. Who who, who being professional now? Hey, we Who being professional now? We going to get on you. Are you going (laughs) to get on you? No, no, I love it, bro. I I appreciate all that. Just like you mentioned, and this also resonates for those of y'all that are listening and watching. It really does take all of us. Yeah. All of us are hitting it from different angles. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we can collaborate in different ways, come together, is, is a beautiful thing. And at the end of the day, it's all about helping us be both impactful in this space yep. as we are all being impacted by this industry. Yep. So so I love it. I love it. So, so you know, let's go ahead and jump into it. So first off, our first time meeting in person in person was uh it was at your conference. No, no. Yeah. no. Was that your yeah, yeah. yeah, it was at your conference. Yeah, that was nah, our I first time meeting it. in person. Yep. Yep. And so the first we connected uh just through text, you yep. know, in a group. And I was able to meet you at your Thrive conference. Right. Which was a really incredible conference, very well put together, very well ran, has some dope different tech companies that right. were there. And I didn't find out until being there that was your first time having an in person yeah. event.
0: Yeah. And wow. it
1: was, it was like a really nice event. I've been to some tech it. events where it's not their first time. I appreciate and it. And it was nowhere near as yeah. nice as that.
0: Yeah. So, bro,
1: I want to know from your perspective though, because you know, when, whenever we're doing stuff, sometimes we're kind of in the weeds and things like that. Of course. of course. Just from your perspective, how was it like having that first in-person event for you? Yeah, so we did... It wasn't called Thrive then, the first
0: year that we did it, because yeah. what I realized shortly after building Black Men in Tech, I wanted to do a conference mm. that June, right? So, you know, yeah. you tell your homeboys, like, hey, I want to do a conference. Yeah. You know, my homeboys said, Yeah, maybe in two years. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why would I wait two years to do something we could do right now? Yeah. So I incorporated that January, that first June. June 19th was a Saturday. I'm like, I'm throwing a conference here. It's going to be free, da-da-da. I had no clue how I was going to get this done. And I was like, I'm going to make it virtual because I know we're in a pandemic still. Yeah. So we did that, and uh, I actually had Tristan Walker as a speaker, two chains were our speaker, and that sort of thing. I made it for free. 7,000 people showed up, right? Outside of the pandemic, now I'm like, oh, we got to do this again in person. Yeah. Right? So we turned around. I reached out to Sar, you know, a couple months. He he ignored my DM. Uh, I I didn't (laughs) see the
1: DM. Let's be clear.
0: Bro hit me back. Two weeks before conference, like oh, bro, I ain't see it. I nah, see this good. message, man. Yeah, I ain't see it. You know, say red. No, I'm dead. <laughs> no, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but it was it was about the connection piece. So when we did in person, I said, okay, you know, still not knowing, but knowing that we need to have it. Black men need to be able to connect in a space where we can talk about things that resonate with us right it was one thing to do it virtually it's another to connect in person yes. and now that you know CDC lifted all the rules and you know mm-hmm. we were able to congregate I was like why not so we got in the room and I said I want to do it in person and I have a beautiful team man that go along with my wild vision sometimes yeah. and they they tame me but it's like they 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 know the vision is there so we sat out we said we were going to do it and we did it yeah. you know and it was really cool because then I connected with Brother like you, I connected with sisters that were on panels and that sort of thing. Right. And it was like, it's a thing. Like, just mm-hmm. like we support every other minority group, yeah. we can support black men. Yes. Right. Because sometimes we get left out of the conversation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're men. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So we always have a voice here. And sometimes we'd be in rooms and spaces where we don't. So this allowed us to talk about mental health, physical health. This allowed us to talk about, you know, things that impacted our family. We talked about the intersectionality of queerness. Like Mm -hmm. what groups are talking about that consistently and and making sure we show up for everybody. So that's how we started it, man. And it was just
1: honestly, it was just out of pure like vision and saying we need to do it. So we need to make it happen. Yo, that's so beautiful, and I love that you mentioned that. One thing that I want to say as a uh, as a spectator of the conference and being there last year, uh, and I, I want to clear this up because I know different different questions that people have. One thing I want to address is that even though it's black men in tech, even though it's something that are addressing some things that men deal with, it's very much so in favor of yes. women and black women as yeah. well. There, you had a, a, yeah. a plethora of, of some jugger, juggernaut Women speakers that were there. And they they come with it. Mm -hmm. They come with it. You had a couple women that were speaking there that were so incredible. I ended up bringing them on the podcast. They've been on the podcast. Listen, and that's the thing.
0: The reason why I call it Black Men in Tech is because I wanted the world to know black men run this nonprofit. Point blank. Yeah. But the reason why we exist is because we want to elevate the voice of black men and also assist in the journey of black people in the tech space in all different levels including our students yeah. right the next generation of tech leaders it's only so cool to keep switching jobs you got to build something with students yeah. so a part of our whole mission is the care pillar which we have three but the care pillar is about making sure the next generation of tech leaders are equipped with the tools they need to be successful yeah you don't know how many schools we walked into and they don't have headphones but they got standardized tests that need headphones yeah or, Man, you know that's they don't crazy. have the, the teachers don't have the necessary computers they need to be successful but they expect it to. Right, Mm. so those things are important as well as we you know make that transition. But to your point, man, black men in tech is open for everybody. 13% of our individuals
1: that's in our community are women, yeah, you know, and everybody has their space. Yeah, no, I I love it so much, and it's really important. One thing that uh, I think most people, and maybe not most people, but just from my vantage point, is that one, we, we champion there being spaces, rooms, things for women, especially women of color. But one of the things that I don't think people notice, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, is how there aren't any initiatives or support for black men specifically. There are things that are for black people, and there are things that are for black women. But there's nothing that's for black men. And one of the things that I think is valuable to have things that are catering or having a bit of a proclivity for black men is that at the end of the day, when we look at whether we're talking the black community Just as a whole, one of the great failures that we're seeing is that we are failing when it comes to having black men being leaders and Mm -hmm. being in a position of leadership, being in a position of fine Mm -hmm. So this isn't the the conversation is where what we're talking about is saying, yo, we need black men. We all know black men need to step it up. But in order for black men to step it up, black boys have to be poured into more. We We have to address our mental health. We have to address our finances. We have to address our our relationship health, our spiritual health, all of these different components. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's really important because at the end of the day, the failure of the black community does fall on the heads of men. Mm -hmm. And so as we start to work on helping, assisting the growth of men, the health of men, Mm -hmm. naturally we will see a transition Mm -hmm. in the health of the black community. So Mm -hmm. I love so much with what uh, Black Men in Tech is doing. With Thrive Conference, all of that, love it so much. But all right, so let, let's keep going because I, I I can see myself trickling going deep down in that <laughs> rabbit hole. So, so we'll talk a little bit more about how you started the conference later. Uh, but first, let's talk about what is your background before yeah. you got in tech, and how did you go about breaking into the tech industry?
0: Yeah, so I actually I love to tell the story because my tech journey was on accident. I had no clue what tech was. Whoa. Had no clue. Had absolute. So, I'm a I'm a diversity and inclusion practitioner. Okay. So, when I started out, I was in higher education doing diversity work. So, after I graduated from the University of Maryland at my grad school, I said, I want to help people that look like me yeah. get to school. So, okay, we get them to college. You know, we got the 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 African American female program, we got the African American male program. We got all these programs. And then I realized four years later, well, where did they go? Five years later, where did it go? I get a new bat, right? Man. So then I said, okay, I'm going to continue on this path, and I'm going to be a director or, a, you know, a leader on campus in diversity work. I was I was doing that for a while. Then I said, you know what? I'm gonna be a chief diversity officer in the higher ed space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I did that. Uh, I I was on some interviews and I did some cool stuff and I met some cool universities but the knock on me is that I didn't have a PhD. Now to sit on a president cabinet at any university you got most likely you have to have a PhD. Mm. I didn't have one. Mm. You know I had a master's. I went to some really cool schools. So I committed to going to get a PhD full time. Now when you leave a job to go work as a GA you know your money different. So I had about 15 jobs. I worked at I worked as a consultant at one university I worked at FedEx I worked at UPS I was loading planes I was loading trucks bro I'm getting it like I gotta figure this out Um, and then I was working at FedEx I worked at overnight um, loading the planes and I'm fascinated by planes so it's by far to this day one of my favorite jobs in the world Mm -hmm. and my manager who was former military he came to me one night and said Cam why are you here? And I said, what do you mean? He said, Cam, you're the smartest person in this whole warehouse. You got multiple degrees. You da-da-da-da-da. He goes, why are you here? He goes, because when you out there loading a the plane, nobody even knows you have two degrees. Man. And I was like, why would I tell them?" Like, you know, we yeah. side by side. We throwing boxes. Why yeah. do I care? And he said, have you ever heard of diversity work, like, in the corporate space? And I said, what's that? He said, I'm going to introduce you to some people. Now, mind you, this is my manager at FedEx overnight. Wow. So he said, I'm going to introduce you to the FedEx diversity team. Wow. And he introduced me. I talked to him. I was like, oh, this could be a thing. Two weeks later, I had a, I had a phone call with Indeed. And then a month later, I moved out to Austin where it was my first tech job. I had no clue about tech before <laughs> I got into tech. So I tell that story because I tell people all the time, Be mindful of every situation you're in because you never know when that situation is for you. If I never worked at FedEx, I would not ever be in tech. Whoa! But because my manager had enough in me, and mind you, I had two degrees. I'm supposed to be the smarter one. But he sat me down and said, hey, have you ever heard of this angle? And because I was ready and teachable and was able to learn, and we had two pedagogy moments where he taught me and I taught him, and he yeah. was able to receive, he introduced me to a world I never knew about. Wow. And because of that, that's how I fell into the tech space.
1: Man, that's, that's so incredible. One of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm hearing that is how, it's like, man, oftentimes people want, like people are praying for some type of change. Like someone might be in a situation, mm-hmm. or might be in a certain job, and they're like praying for some change, mm-hmm. and I could imagine you in that that time in life. And again, you were enjoying it, but nevertheless, part of what had to have happened. This is an assumption that I have. Mm-hmm. Let me know if I'm, I'm right or wrong. But that oftentimes, when people are working at a, at a company, even if whether they like the company or they don't, but they want some type of change or some type of elevation, mm-hmm. many times they're not even being a good steward over that work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have never seen a manager ever, because the fact that he felt that what you were doing was beneath you mm-hmm. was evidence that he saw you doing the job well. Mm-hmm. But he's like, "Yo, you could be. You're, you're worth so much more."
0: And, and you know how wild that is, right? So let, let's let's double tap into this for a second. You know how wild that is because I absolutely love planes. So me loading planes at one a.m. Yeah, I was having fun. It was a thankless job for me because yeah. it was like I'm in class all day. I'm writing papers. You know, I'm getting this PhD. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm busting my my brain mentally. Yeah. So I go at night, put on my sweats. And throw boxes, yeah. line up carts, like I'm having fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And when he came to me, he said, <laughs> he looked at me, he said, "Come here." It was like three in the morning. He said, "Come here." I said, "What's up?" Come here. He was doing the double. I didn't mind doing doubles there. FedEx is probably, I promise you, one of my favorite jobs I ever had in life. He yeah. like a kid candy yeah. candy yeah, yeah, right. Right now. So, so we loading the plane, loading the seven four seven for it to take off. So I'm, I'm excited. And 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 here's the lesson in that though: what I thought I had to do in life, what I thought I had to do was go get this PhD so I can make maybe. Maybe six figures. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right. right. What I thought I had to do on life, you know, God had another plan for me yeah. where that maybe six figures turned into two hundred thousand. oh You know what I'm saying? oh more. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Turned into turned into more stock options. Turned into more yes. da more I would have never thought about it on my own. Yeah. Because I had a plan. Go get this degree. Go be a chief diversity. Maybe brush two, maybe brush 120. Yeah. Maybe, you know. And, and, and now I'm in situations where we're talking about quarter, quarter million dollars. Yeah. Quarter, you know, like it's way different. I would have put myself there. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I tell people you got to be in position yeah. and you got to be lined up and you got to be ready. Because yes. if you're not ready for it, it'll pass you by.
1: Man, You know what I'm saying? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah all facts, man. We, bro, we, no, we I love talking. it. I yeah. love it. I love it, bro. Yo, so for everybody that's interested in what this guest is talking about and you would love a similar career, I suggest you check out Course Careers Bootcamp. Course Career is a bootcamp that I have been partnered with for well over a year now, and they have helped more people break into tech, I'll be honest, than any other bootcamp that I've personally seen. So look, Course Careers is only 500 bucks. That's it. Now, they're a self-paced bootcamp that you can take and be able to get a variety of different roles in tech. So make sure you check them out. Use our link below and you'll get an additional $50 off. So that way, all you pay is actually 4 49. That's it. No additional price later, no extra cost, extra fees. That's it with the price for course careers and keep us posted on your journey breaking into tech. All right, so look, so what is DEI or diversity, equity, inclusion? And also talk about when that became an in-demand role. Mm. I ain't gonna say just in the tech industry. Just period. But just period. Yeah. Like when, when did it become an in-demand role? And also what is that? So diversity, could be labeled
0: so many different letters, yeah. right? It's like alphabet soup. It's like you want to be super inclusive with diversity, but when you boil it down, um, diversity is a space where you want to you want to acknowledge people, you want to engage people that's not the majority, whatever the majority may be, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure they are celebrated and supported, mm-hmm. right? If you boil it down to whatever you want to call somebody, some people call it diversity, inclusion, belonging. Some people call it uh, allyship in action. You know, Jedi is a thing. Justice, education, some other. Jedi, yeah. I never hear about that one. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of letters, man. But, but, oh, uh, but, 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 no, but all it really means, honestly, is you want people to see you and recognize you for you as an individual. Yeah. Right? Support you. Understand that there are some things that systematically you are at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know, and it's not necessarily you versus me, but it's also the system working, how the system works. Yeah. The system was never designed for you. It's never going to work for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, diversity is supposed to combat that with the celebration, with the education, with the knowledge, with the, with the, with the opportunity for individuals to be themselves and feel like they're in a place where they belong I I said in the bio that diversity can be achieved without even thinking about it us in this room Mm -hmm. now this room is diverse we didn't try You know, we just all had something in common. We wanted a podcast. I was invited. You know, your staff is here. We're a diverse room. We didn't try to do that. That's real. But if we want to be inclusive, it's going to take a step beyond tolerance. We got to learn each other. We got to talk. We got to... There's trust involved, right? So diversity is... In my opinion, and some people may say, "Oh, it's not." In my opinion, diversity is easy. Is you you invite enough students that got free pizza, you'll you have a diverse room. Yeah, true. F- free T-shirt, you're gonna have enough room. But if you want to be inclusive, now I gotta talk to you. Yeah, I gotta trust you. Facts. I gotta open up to you. Right? I, I, it's the step beyond tolerance. Diversity is tolerance. I can tolerate you in the space. I do never mm. gotta interact with you. I can tolerate you. Yeah, but inclusion is that next step. So. Um, what people are trying to achieve now is this: is this onus and this thought process about where you belong in this space, you could be your authentic self, and no one is going to judge you for it. Now, that's not very much true. People still going to judge you no matter what, yeah, because we're stereotypical by nature. Like it's in us. Yeah, we're it's, humans. That's we're humans. It's we do, going yeah. to. It's like air you breathe. it You're going to stereotype people, but what you do after you stereotype them, tell the teller who you are as an individual. That's real. If you code. let, if you let yourself not interact with somebody based on something that you preconceived thought about then that's where the problem lies yeah you know what i'm saying because you're going to do it like think about the last movie you watched last night and then you saw somebody walk. you're like oh well, i saw them and, you know you make an assumption right oh, yeah but if you let that assumption drive your interaction then that's where the problem lies yeah that's and that's it. what we try to change in diversity work now diversity got its highs and lows and you know sometimes it's at its peak think about um you know summer 2020 and everything that happened with police brutality and you know um you know the a the, the asian hate you know when the, yeah. when asian individuals are getting you know beat up in public just because right so it has its highs when it's truly highlighted then it has its, its, its values right when it's not really a thing anymore right in yeah. a public eye everybody after summer 2020 made some type of place like oh i'm gonna do this and that in the community and da whatever and this and this it's cute for a while
1: yeah
0: for yeah. a minute but but <laughs> right but the commitment to it because mm-hmm. you see when the was happen you see what happened first mm-hmm. yes there, there was there was things like quiet reductions that everybody don't know about when you're not one of the top companies that you see first in first out all the commitments to hiring black and brown individuals women and all minorities now they been pushed out first you see on LinkedIn, them joints go from you know purple to green open mm-hmm. and work and you see a lot of them look like us mm-hmm. right so it, it has its highs and lows the consistency though and their appreciation is with organizations that continue to do the good work no matter the season right because everything out of season so no matter the season when they continue to do the good work that's when you that's when you find the true companies that's really behind this diversity journey
1: it made me think about like churches too how um how they claim to be like multicultural churches, but there's no, let's say if it's a white church, there's no black leader on yeah. staff. So it's mm. like, you're really not multicultural. You just. Sound good. Yes, yeah, it, it sounds good, but we, it goes, like you said, it goes beyond uh, you just acknowledging it, but Thank actually you. having conversations. Thank you. and tr- And trusting people uh, t- to lead in spaces yeah. Uh, yeah. as opposed to just having them yep. Uh, around.
0: Yep. So think, so think about this too, like everybody's okay with er- anything until it makes them uncomfortable, right?
1: Yeah, so, that's real. so.
0: So think about it in a, in a form of diversity, right? You work for a company, you work an organization, I'm the an organization, and everybody is okay with it, and it's you know, fine, throw money at it, you know, throw people, throw budget, throw, you know, individuals, have enough until it makes you uncomfortable. And when it makes you uncomfortable, now it's a sandpaper moment, now you got to make a decision. Are you going to live in your uncomfort, uncomfort and grow? Because that's what happens when you're uncomfortable, you grow mm-hmm. as an individual, right? Um, when I hear, I don't know personally, but I hear when women are pregnant, right? It's a lot of uncomfortable situations going on as the baby is growing. Yeah. So you use that in life as you as are uncomfortable, mm. right? You, you're you growing, yeah. right? But if you're uncomfortable and you're the leader and you're the person with the budget and you're the money man and, and you're the money woman, and it makes you uncomfortable, you can shut it down and it be done. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So, are you okay with
1: being comfortable is the question. At any space. Ooh, talk about it. That's so real. Hey, y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just a podcast. You want more than just the FAQs. You want to talk with tech recruiters. You want to talk with with hiring managers. You want to talk with coaches. You want to talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just want to be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're going to be talking about updates in tech. We're going to be talking about companies that are hiring. We're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events so that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Man, <laughs> yo, he, he, he's spinning right now. L- l- let us know in the comments. What y'all thoughts are based on whether your experience or what you've seen, especially those of you that have been in tech already. Yeah, those of y'all, especially even before the pandemic or around the, around the time of the pandemic, like those of y'all that saw the huge spike in the the DI space right. and companies all seeming that they I'm not gonna say seeming but companies vocally sharing Doubling that the they that they cared about these yeah. things. Yeah, have you noticed a shift at all? Mm. And That's so. A real Yeah, and also for any founders that are watching this, you know, again, as we know... It yes. It depends on what all the news wants to highlight. Yes. Things are going to come up again, especially depending on the political climate and, mm-hmm. and election season. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be highlighted and maybe you want to make sure that you're not caught with your pants down. Maybe you want to make sure that you're not one of the companies that has to say, oh, let's like restart a program. Right. Because then maybe people can accuse you of you just trying to trying to tailgate. or you trying to like just want to show like you care about something? when it's cool Mm -hmm. and so but we got we got a lot more to talk about uh so what i'm curious about so you got into tech Mm -hmm. you uh became a dei uh officer Mm -hmm. leader Mm -hmm. where from there like what from there led you to start black men in tech and then eventually the thrive conference now we we talked a little bit about like what made you think oh i want to do a conference yeah so really let's talk about just you starting black men in tech in general yeah. So I was diversity officer at
0: a company and I went to my leader and my leader and I told my leader and, you know, when you first get a job, your leader is super like, hey, man, if you ever need me, I'm here for you. Uh, come tell me anything. Da no, no. And you know, uh, black people sometimes, and I'm not, I'm generalizing, so please tell me if I'm wrong. Black people sometimes be looking at you like this because they like, man, I don't know about that. You don't want me like to Like, you bring- really mean that? Yeah, yeah. You really <laughs> want me to bring my real self to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you 75%. I ain't going to yeah. give you all okay Can't give you, 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what you want me to bring? You want, at least, I listen to Jason Aldean too, but I also listen to Drake. So, what's up? Uh, what part you want? Yeah. So, so, so you know, we had a discussion, you know, as he understood the, the diversity landscape and where, where it was. So um, I went to him and I said, hey, listen, I was in some meetings and there was some stuff that happened prior to me getting this role on, on, over the summer and I was in some meetings. I said, hey, listen, I'm gonna start an organization called Black Men in Tech. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want no interference with my job, so I'm letting you know, right? I went to him just like that. I said, I'ma test him. He said, bring it to him. So so I said, I'ma start. I said, I don't know what it's gonna be. I said, I started out, you know, and I didn't know what it's gonna be, but I'ma do this thing. First thing he said to me was, How can I support you? Yeah. And I said, Huh, more than expecting that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he hit me with that, right? And he was true to form. So I started Black Man attack. I called eight of my buddies from around the world, all in different verticals, and I said, hey, man, I got this stop. I said I, I'm, I'm in these spaces, in these meetings. Probably the only one, the only one look like me. If we're not talking about sports, I'm lost in the conversation. I don't watch the same shows. I don't do the same things, whatever. And and I was like, is it me or is it all of us? And they go, bro, it's all of us. So we hopped on a call and we just start talking, chatting. Right, it's eight of us just chatting. Mm-hmm. It was an hour and a half conversation. Beautiful conversation. It was good, yeah. right? Next week, I was like, "Man, we should do this again. Man, let's do it again." Next week, we got on that eight, turning about thirty. God mm. I'm doing with all these people. So we still chatting, and the conversation getting lost now because so many people on the call. About about a month and a half late it was like three hundred.
1: Mm. Wow. So I
0: go. We gotta do something with this thing, right? So what we what what I found out though, I start with a topic and we end up somewhere else. Yeah. So we was talking about family. We was talking about supporting black women, cause at that time black women was taking a hit, you know, as mm-hmm. far as as far as everything, like not feeling supported. Yeah. So we hold a hold a conversation about that. We talking about we got fellas on the line talking about well, how I get into tech. Well, mm-hmm. I'm interested in tech. Then they started so we start breaking down into breakout rooms, bro. It was, just got big and it was just like all right. Well, we're going to continue to do this thing. We're going to continue to work this thing. And from now, I was like, okay, we got to start a nonprofit because we're here talking to each other. All of us in the tech space are trying to get in tech space. But what about the students? What about the kids? What about the youth? Yeah. How are they going to see people that look like us walk into a space and say, you know what? Tech is an option. Bowling is an option. The Streets is an option. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so many different options. Well, why can't tech be an option? You know, yeah. and, and tech from different landscapes because everybody ain't no um systems engineer. I know I'm not. Yeah, y'all true that. listen. Y'all go to talking that A plus <laughs> plus A C A plus. Oh, I'm, I'm completely lost. But it's yeah. I'm in the tech space and I work in HR. I work in diversity. Mm-hmm. You in the tech space? You work in sales. You in the tech space? You in product? Mm-hmm. You in marketing? You, whatever I tell people all the time: whatever talent you have, bring it to tech and get that back. Yes. You know what I'm saying because it's transferable skill across the board yeah so not only are we having internal conversation now we have an external conversations and inspiring other people to get into the tech space and that's and that's how i got founded man like pure hearted that's what that's what we needed to do for the community man
1: bro mm. that's
0: incredible how that started yeah just organically just like seriously like i it was no plan for it absolutely no it was like i'm going to do this thing
1: and I want to make impact in the community. And how long ago was it when that when that that eight just eight of y'all were having that phone conversation? Two and a half years ago. Man, November would be three years. That's crazy. Yeah, it's twelve thousand of us
0: now. Wow. Over twenty countries.
1: Whoa. Yeah. You said world.
0: twenty countries around. Yeah, it's the world. Over twenty countries. Twelve thousand of us. Yeah organically Bro. organically happen like like to the point where and being 100% transparent because I feel like this is a safe space for me yeah. like to the point where our community is asking me to start a membership portal oh. because mm. they want to be members and we're going to launch it soon but I'm like I'm going to do what y'all want me to do because it's not for me it's not you know what I'm saying it's not it's not my thing, it's our thing. So yeah. whatever y'all want, I'm they like, Cam, launch a membership. Cam, we wanna continue to help you, Cam, we wanna mm-hmm. continue to fund you so you don't have to pitch so much, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm like but they see the work because we go start we go build tech labs at Fordham Memorial University in partnership with Ted Lucas and Technology. You know, we're gonna build another gaming center at another elementary school. So it's about pouring back into what we're doing. Yeah. And it's not for us. You know what I'm saying? It's incredible. It's for it's for all of us. It's for everybody. It's for yeah. us to have a space. Whoa. But that's good. Hey man, we're doing the work, bro. That's good, bro. I love that's it. Amazing.
1: Man, I love what you're doing so much. Two and a half years ago, started with with eight men. Yeah. Now, over twenty thousand.
0: That's twelve thousand in twenty countries.
1: Okay, over twelve
0: thousand in twenty countries. Yeah, twenty twenty countries. Bro, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, man. So,
0: they're trying to get us to come to London and Amsterdam next year. We'll see. Oh <laughs> man, let's go. Yeah, let's, we'll see. let's go. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. let's
1: go, man. I'm, I'm all the way here for it, man. Let's so look, go. so Thrive Conference. I was yeah. there last year. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I was there, and I was like, "Man, this is this is fire!" Yeah. And I was like going around, I was making content. I was like, "Man, it's like these different tech companies here." Yeah. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, "Yo, this is like really dope." Yeah. One of the things we noticed we, we had a we had our podcast in the Sky event last December. It was really great. Tickets sold out uh, way faster than we expected. It was a really dope event. One of the things that we were talking about as a team: we're like, "Okay, look, we we, we want to do another event." It's like I, we we don't want to like let everybody come. We, we like things being semi intimate, just course. just a few hundred people. Yeah. And, but we're like, Yo, One of the things that we want to do is is have like sponsors that are there. Mm-hmm. And we notice we're really good. Like my team and I, like we we all met actually doing events. Like yep. <laughs> Eric Eric's bread and butter is like he's an event like director, mm-hmm. videographer. Like he that's really where mm-hmm. he shines. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I've never seen a better, like, like just video from an event than from when Eric does He's he
0: trying to save you from getting on them later. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. No, no but Eric is fired. Yeah.
1: And, um, and Rhea, who's our, uh, she's the production manager, a manager of operations, what we okay. do. She's not here today. But Rhea, you know, she, she partnered with us with events that we used to do. Yeah. So that's so all we do, events and things like that. But I was like, man, I was like, you know what? We've never like gotten real sponsors. Yeah, you know we've got like the, the, the vendors and yeah. stuff like that, but never real sponsors. Yeah, and you know I ended up hitting you up. Yeah, and we had a, we had a brief conversation. We have to have yeah. a follow up to that. I'm we, glad. We, it's we, called it out, I was gonna call him out. On he ain't get yeah, get <laughs> him. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No, no. We we had we had a conversation, yeah. Yeah. and um, I spoke to the team about it, and I was like, man, like Cam like really knows his stuff when it comes to sponsors, yeah. specifically tech sponsors, mm-hmm. and which makes sense because at your event you have some amazing sponsors mm-hmm. at Thrive. Mm -hmm. can you please share for the people because there are people listening right now and there are people thinking like man like I would love to eventually or maybe some people right now that are already doing events and they're like yo how do you get because you know everybody knows you know how to get a vendor you can get a vendor and pay a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to like give them a table but it's like to have a a lot of y'all might not know I ain't gonna go too deep into the weeds (laughs) You know what? I'm going to let you go in let the, the weeds. Let them talk. Let them cook. Some of these tech Get companies, and I, I'm going to start it, and you You're can go further okay, in cool. the weeds. Okay, cool. Some of the tech companies, and I've seen it because I've looked at what it costs to be a sponsor mm-hmm. at different <laughs> events. And I mean, just for like a just for like a little four-by-four four table, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like $15,000. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen some things where like it's $150,000. And I've went to events and I'm like, oh, I've seen the tech companies yes. there. So I'm like, ooh, they, they paying this money. Yeah. So first off, for just from your vantage point, from what you know about, right. what are some of the biggest numbers that you know of that tech companies have paid to be sponsored somewhere?
0: Right. right. But
1: then also, how does somebody go about getting sponsors? Right. At their event no that's perfect so hey you did wonderful on that segue. i appreciate
0: it <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. all right check it out um so i look at a lot of different partner packages and as a diversity officer of course a lot of people pitched me as well mm-hmm. so the biggest the biggest sponsorship i ever seen on a tech conference was 2.3 million dollars
1: oh my god 2.3 <laughs>
0: Yeah, to be a sponsor. Yeah, now, now, granted, they got everything. Oh yeah, you got to roll out a red carpet. And and it was one of the top conferences and events in the world. Yeah, but two point three is the largest. It's the largest I've ever seen.
1: Ooh, two point three million. Yeah,
0: that's just you got like two of those those titles. And then you got the other stuff that come. I'm about to so, so, just one so you, at a conference. Right. There's still more. <laughs> right. there's, more. there's more. <laughs> there's, there's
1: one. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Right, that's right, right. crazy. Right. So
0: that's the biggest like package I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But how you get how you get sponsors? One thing that I do that's really important is that you have to build a relationship and be consistent. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, a lot of people go pitch a conference or pitch a space and that sort of thing. And they'll go, well, what makes you different from X? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or why should I sponsor you, right? Yeah. You have to have a niche. You can't have something that everyone has, right? Yeah. Now, granted, in the in the black, you know, it's black conference season right now, so we all yeah. going to, yeah. you. <laughs> you know, how I go. Everybody go to each other's conference, hopefully support and collaborate. But what you do is you find that different that differentiator that makes you a bit different. Yeah. That gives you a niche. Not that you're competing for dollars, but you're collaborating with dollars because Ooh, well, I love that. because when one group do good, all groups do yes. Right. Right. So uh, if someone actually, well, how I got a dollar, why should I give you this dollar and not this conference? Uh, what I would tell mm-hmm. them immediately was split that dollar by four and give a piece to everybody. Mm. Right, Ooh. and that's important because there's never competition. There should be always collaboration. Facts. So when you have these type of you know pitch meetings, make sure you show up with energy. Make sure you show up informative, like with your information, and make sure you understand your ask. Yes. Mm. If you do those three things, then that way the company and you are very firm on what was what I'm gonna get out of this and what you're gonna bring to the table. Yeah. And then when a when a, a scout Cause they send scouts to your conferences to make or your event to make sure you know it is what it is. So then, when they get there, you roll out the red carpet. You show them a good time. Mm-hmm. You make sure they always get what they need because then they're going to invest in you. Yeah. My sponsors, I feel as though, invest in our product, but they first have to believe me. Yes. Right. And if they do not believe me then they're not going to invest in anything I do. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. real. You feel me? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people get caught up, and and I'll end with this note. A lot of people get caught up in the fact that you need thousands of sponsors. No. You need about 10 consistent people that's going to support you every year. Yeah. Because if everyone gives you 100 k that's a million dollars.
1: Yeah. That's real.
0: So instead of trying to go wide, go deep. Yes. Go deep with the people that you know that are going to support you. Go deep with the sponsors that you know you can text. Go deep with the, where you build building partnerships, right? Where you're getting people hired and supporting people and having awesome events. You don't need 10,000 sponsors. You need 10. Yes. I'm always pushing 10 because I want everybody to get a million dollars. Yeah. Mm. You get to that million, you should be good.
1: Bro, that's so beautiful you say that. Uh, One of my one of my friends, uh, Tori Porter, who's who's been a guest on Tech Is a New Black, He's a founder of FinTology AI. He always says, I would rather have a hundred people that love me than have a thousand people that like me. Yeah. space mm. All
0: day long. All, especially when you're in the game of trying to get sponsorship because you get to think about it. There's millions of events, right? There's millions of company, Especially when you're a minority event. If you're an event, a conference, a mixture, whatever, like, you're always under the scope so when you're under the scope you got to make sure you're adding value yeah and adding value usually mean add people you mm-hmm. know to their pipelines add you know have qualified candidates that can fill their roles. Yeah, right. That's what the end game is mostly, yeah. right? Or exposure, like. But you got to have you got to you know be on some Cyrus stuff. Have like millions of followers. Oh, and stuff yeah, or so <laughs> like to, okay. for companies to want to be with you, so you have to build trust. And re- you have to build a great relationship. Yeah, man? and that's how I found myself being successful with pitching the companies that have and sponsors. Is that the ones that I have? I text them. We have we have threads, you know, yeah. like like they become part mm. of. Uh, they're they're not just. It's not just business. It's more so, you know. I get to know them. They get to know me, and then we ride together. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's and that's how I treat them. And they know, you know, when I show up, I'm gonna show up correct. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure you get hired. I'm gonna make sure you do the thing. I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna do what I say, and and that's and that's what's important, man. The Authenticity is important when you're pitching to people.
1: Man, I I believe that because the way, of course, I don't know the behind the scenes. But just from what I saw, I've been to events where even though I didn't know the behind the scenes, I saw enough that I was like, mm, I don't think these vendors and sponsors are happy with, with, with the deal that they got.
0: Oh, that, and they'll tell you. Yeah. I've been to events where they'll be like, hey, Kim. And I'm like, God, ah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, that's, that's, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> why are you telling me your your your, your war <laughs> stories? Like, you know, but, but and then you get into comparison things. And I will tell you this. And anybody says, listen. When someone else tries to compare an organization to each other, stop it dead in its tracks mm-hmm. because that's not what it's meant to be. We're not as black people, as minorities, meant to be pitted to get against each other. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So when they come to yeah, you, mm-hmm, yeah. right, and just leave it alone because you know you never know what you're messing up for yourself trying to you know engage in that type of that's conversation. True. Mm-hmm. So that's I true. stay collaborative, man. And you know when people talk. You know, have a good time. I just say, listen. You know, here's here's the deal. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I hope you are too. I love you. You feel me? I
1: can't can't be bothered with that. You know what, what I'm cool. saying? That's that's important. That's important to have that uh that's that stance. And likewise, I think everyone else should as well because you never know. You never know where your career in tech can Thank take you. you, and you never might want an opportunity it. somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Your career can sh- shit. It, yeah. A lot of y'all might be thinking, oh, like I'll, I'll never be a speaker or influence or whatever. Who knows what God might call you to do in the next year. But if your actions, the things you're posting on social media, how you're engaging, how you're talking about people, those things can come back to bite you or even yep. hinder you yep. in the future. Yep. So always be mindful of how you're moving. Make sure you yep. listen to the, thing that, uh, the things that Cam just said to make sure that you're following suit. So... Alright man, so so we we gotta talk about this. And this is where we get into like a real real Mm -hmm. real part. So we want more black men and more black women in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. And right now we have a lot of different resources. Mm -hmm. We have communities like black men in tech, we have Mm -hmm. conferences Mm -hmm. like Thrive, Mm -hmm. like you know, you know, render Mm Afrotech, a variety of others. We have podcasts, Mm -hmm. tech is a new black, big tech energy. Um, deeper Than Code That's about to drop And a few others We have boot camps All these different things Do you believe And I gotta I got read it How I got it down I gotta I got say it How I, how read I got it down <laughs> Say it like
0: I read For it For real yeah.
1: Is there no longer An excuse That We Black people Can use As to why We can't get in tech Or we think We don't fit in tech Um that's a real deep
0: question is there no longer excuse there's always opposition so I would I would say I don't know if it's an excuse but I would say there's always disadvantages yeah because of the systematic oppression that started way before uh, as we could take Mm -hmm. it all the way back to the slave days right Mm -hmm. think certain things was kept from us because they know we would be great at it right (laughs) and because of that uh, the access and opportunity and, and openness and education is it is something that still hinder us today, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talking about twenty eighteen and I didn't even know tech was a thing, right? And that's just a few years ago. Yeah. Right. And I'm educated. I got two degrees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's too bad. Right, right. And and that I still didn't know. Yeah. Right? So I think I think there's always, I think we need to exist the ecosystem. Yes. The conferences, the boot camps, you know, uh, the podcasts, you know, the influencers, all of that. I think we need to exist in a collaborative way because we need to continue to make sure everyone knows it's an option, right? Like, for instance, um, I know some fellas and some cats that follow you just because they like the way you articulate the tech space to them it resonates with them yeah now these cats probably would never ever be in the space where they understood tech if it wasn't for your Instagram post yeah Yeah. so I think I don't know if it's a it's not an excuse but there's opportunity because of open access and education that needs to be had further in the black community that understand that why tech is an option for instance i was talking to a group of students and they go man tech ain't for me because i'm not an engineer and i go oh whoa man. right right but they don't know so yeah, they like, don't whoa. know yeah i'm like but i'm in tech and i have no clue what engineer and they go yeah. oh, really now, yeah, so I think every opportunity we can get to ensure that individuals know that tech is an option is important yeah. um it, it's an excuse uh i think it's I think it's more so opportunities that we need to uncover that's why the ecosystem need to need to stand up right yeah. That's why the renders, the afrotech the the thrive, you know the tech is the new black, all the podcasts, all that we need to keep reaching man cause yeah. we're so far behind. Right? Mm. Just think about it. Like, civil rights happen. You know, just a few years back, a few yeah. decades back, you know. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure it out. And on that journey, we don't got hip to tech we don't yeah. got hip to uh what's that what's that the sport? Lacrosse? Bro, don't oh yeah, that true. hey, you know what I'm saying? We getting exposed tennis. Come on, we're taking yeah. over tennis Coco them. Like you feel me? So we're yeah. getting in the spaces now that we weren't necessarily allowed to before. And guess what black people do when we get we dominate.
1: Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah, just right. like
0: we dominate football and basketball. So therefore, if we continue to grind all of us band together in mm-hmm. our own separate ways to make sure people know about tech, we're going to dominate that too. That's right. We're going to be the founders of Apple and Google and Microsoft and all and Netflix. We're going to yeah, be we going yeah. we're going right, to be the CEOs of all the thing companies I just named. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but we got to continue to make sure we know it's a thing and make sure
1: we know it's happening in our community, man. I, lo- I love what you shared. Um, I want to know. I want to know from y'all first. First, I'll give my take, but just to know that I also want to know from y'all in the comments. Let us know what you think. Do you believe that we're at a space now to where there is no longer an excuse, or maybe you want to word it a different way? Feel free to word it however you want to mm-hmm. word it. How you think about it. Mm-hmm. I know just to give my take on it because I because I had you give your take, and I definitely want to give my take. I, I, and, and I'm actually going to change the way I thought about it because you said something that made me think about it differently. I do believe we have excuses. We have reasons because we have right. opposition. Right. So if someone wants to have excuses, the excuses are there. Easy.
0: It's easy. You can, you can think of your own excuse.
1: Yeah, for real. At the same time, I think because of what, what, what you've done, what others have done, and it, it is, it's bigger than us. There are people that paved the way before 100%. us. There are a lot of hidden figures that 100%. have been in the industry. Hundred Because of that, we also have excuses as to why we do belong mm. as well. So it's like it's just pick your excuse. Mm-hmm. Do you want to lean on the excuse as to why it's not going to, or you want to lean on the excuse as to why it is? It's right. really up to the individual. And again, that's my take. I'm not saying that's fact. That's my take. Let I, me know what y'all think about that.
0: I would, I would, I would double down on what you said though, and also say you have to have a mindset to go in spaces where you're not and be successful. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't go into a space and not be ready for the potential, right? Mm-hmm. Battle ahead. Potential. Yeah. Because if you're the only one that looked like you in a space, man, woman, female, uh, male, any, you know, uh, any gender expression, you, you got to represent a body of people. And when you represent a body of people, sometimes you got to be ready for the battle ahead. And if you're not, you fold. That's right. Real. Right? So when you think about, you know, black people in the tech space, uh, you think about, well, it's going to be a journey. Yeah. And we always talk about the navigation of the situation because it's not a straight path. Because it's not enough that look like us. So when we talk about does people have an excuse... I mean, we're only 6% of the tech space, but 13% of the world, of uh, the United States population. Mm. So we're still far behind. And then the more you go up in, in tech, the less of you it is.
1: Yeah, true. You that. know
0: what I'm saying? Th- that way, now, that's why all of us broke out and said, we're going to find our own stuff. We're going to be the founders of our own company. We're going to, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and stop playing yeah. the game and the rat race and everybody else. You know, microaggressive behaviors, you know, tension, you know, at uh, work, you know, not being able to be your full self right and then that's why we start breaking out and doing other stuff yeah. because why why would anybody want to be in a space where they have to deal with it every day
1: yeah that's true that's you know right I mean?
0: so the excuse is either i'm gonna be mentally tough and it's not everybody's journey but, yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm over generalizing so i recognize that but am i going to try to be mentally tough tough and fight my way through it? Am I going to say, this ain't for me, I don't care about it, or am I going to start my own space? We got three different options. That's
1: true. That's real.
0: Which one are you going to choose? Yeah, right. What What you going to choose? Yeah. Choose Z this day. You know
1: So, Thrive 2023 is coming up this October. Oof. Real soon. Oof. Next month. Let's do it. 40-something days. <laughs> T- tell people... As we wrap up, yes. tell people what they can expect mm. at Thrive 2023 in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, listen, we have the Western Fort Lauderdale Beach,
0: all right? It's nice out there. It's nice. 30 steps from the beach. You can get an amazing experience because we got a group of men and women that's coming in that's going to not only drop gems but also give you actionable things for you to be successful the main thing about thrive and that i pride myself on in the team is that we give people actionable steps that you're going to you're going to activate in a recruiter row area where you're going to see over 15 sponsors this year right uh, at the mm. same time we have this re- we have this space called the resource center where we helping people with their resumes last year three people got offers. Uh, from the conference from a scout, not even from an actual uh, sponsor because he saw that much in the individual and he accepted the role immediately. So you're not only going to get speakers, you're going to have a good time. man. We got a yacht party this year. That's going to be absolutely amazing. Our brunch for the boss. I I just signed the paperwork today, so I'm
1: announcing it next week of our brunch speakers. You you, you can say it because this ain't going to drop until a few weeks from now
0: anyway. Really? Yeah. Alright, we gonna keep it. We gonna really, we gonna keep this this under rule. So David Banner is our is our front speaker this David, year. David, David, hey, David, David Banner, a, Banner. Hey, Banner hey, oh, hey, that's hey, crazy. David Banner is gonna be absolutely amazing. Wow. Man, he gonna drop amazing gems. Last year we had Ross. Before the year before we yeah. had Two Chains. So we're gonna continue because it has to be the inspiration of culture and tech. And I feel as though David Banner is going to give us that inspiration and that culture needed to be successful. So I'm super excited. Man, about what's going on So October 19th through the 22nd In Fort Lauderdale Florida You want to be at Thrive Because Thrive Is really going to Change your life
1: Hey I'm going to be there I'm going to be speaking yeah. <laughs> yeah you Hey, I'm going to be just there You You're going to be Podcasting too Podcasting All right <laughs> hey, look I'm going to be there So I'm going to be doing video Video. Yeah, hey listen
0: I honestly Eric just set himself <laughs> up Because I was going to Ask him after the show Hey you You're going to this coming this coming down to South Florida hey, hey, this coming because no. hey. you know you live down there right okay, later, yeah. but you ain't I never invited me to your house yet uh, but it's cool it's cool wow <laughs> we friends though we
1: friends <laughs>
0: wow no nah, but no this is the vibe this is the, the male vibe you want in a room yeah hanging right. out man laughing and joking you know what I'm saying and being people but also you know talking that talk you know right. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. thank you so much for coming on bro hey man
0: listen I, I'm glad you invited me I'm glad man it's absolutely fun good time